show where we look at eight tracks that share a theme. As always, there's two playlists in the description, one Spotify, one YouTube, and we want you to follow along as we say track one, you go listen to track one. Or you can listen to them all before. Just listen to that music, eh? I'm joined by Katie Campbell, this time in person! Hiya! How's it going? Hi. How's it, how's it feel to be in the presence of my flabby form? <laughs> Awkward. My gelatinous form. Hi, <laughs> it's alright. Yeah, some boyfriend you are. I know, much. leaves things to be desired. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Can somebody please, like, I'm so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Anyway? Yeah, I'm alright, I'm looking good and feeling gorgeous, same as every other week. That I say that to convince myself that I'm indeed looking good and feeling gorgeous. <laughs> Lockdown, still going. Absolutely, yep. Things are easing up a wee bit though. So Just a wee nice. bit. I've bought a bottle of Kraken and it's all to play for. Hey! <laughs> so this week, the theme is dynamite samples. Yes. So we don't really mean anything specific about that. We just mean samples that we like. Yeah, so stuff from like other songs, or TV movies. shows, movies, yeah. interpolation, stuff like that. Aye, just as long as it's used in the song, not as an addendum, you know, at the beginning or the yeah. end. Because we thought, you know, those are kind of like extra added bits. And yeah, totally. They're like spicy little extras. Kind of things you might skip. Yeah. You know, if it's not the album. Shall we get on with it? Well, the people aren't here to sit and listen to us. Fuck yeah, about, so yeah. Call. Right, so first up this week is UK. Yep, track one is Brooklyn Zoo by Old Dirty Bastard. Track one. One, two, three, four. So that was Brooklyn Zoo by ODB. It was one of the finest hip-hop artists that have ever come out of New York City. Out of, I've forgotten what they call it, Fuck. Shaolin. Shaolin, yeah, of course. Shaolin. Shaolin. <laughs> at you just like... <laughs> Obviously it's Shaolin, Katie. Yes. No, I love Wu-Tang Clan. I've not actually listened to this album. I do... It's, it's... Sorry to jump in, but it is fucking perfect. It's so good. And it's such a statement of intent. Mm. Because I don't know if you heard introducing your fuck that brother's name. Aye. It's a callback to introducing the, the ghost, ghost face killer. killer no one can get a la this is i think this is the first track in the album the first track in the album is actually like a comedy song of him accepting an award and talking about a girl who sucked his dick and then gave him gone rear nice which is premier odb ah, i was gonna say it sounds like an odb totally. <laughs> so i think this is like one of the first songs on the the album and it's it's such a statement of intent odb is no longer the hype man of wu-tang clan mm-hmm. he is a powerfully entertain his own right you'll be introducing him mm-hmm. and yeah good samples as well so what was the sample in that so the sample is raw by big daddy kane mm. and there's also a sample of protect your neck in it yeah i think that's funny when they sample their own fucking i music. love that <laughs> tyler the creator does that all the time yeah yeah like all the missy elliott does it all yeah. the time and i really like that it was really hard for me to not pick samples the artists had just sampled themselves like nine inch nails <laughs> samples nine inch nails so all many the times. fucking time and I like I love that. There's a big kind of like story aspect to the downward spiral where like stuff earlier tracks are, you know, sampled in like uh, reptile and shit like that. Love that. But ODB right the way through this album just samples himself and samples yeah. Wu Tang. Sorry, I'm 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 very proud of you for not picking a nine inch nail song, but still managing to get some chat about nine inch nails and always always <laughs> Trent Reznor is Papi. <laughs> and I love him. I, I just, I love when artists sample their mm. own songs. I love that so much. There's like a little callback. Yeah. And it's something that ODB does right the way throughout this album. But whereas other bands, like Nine Inch Nails, trying mm. to do a story, ODB used it 
in this instance to kind of set himself apart. Like, yes, I am the Wu-Tang hype man, mm-hmm. but also I'm, I'm fucking incredible in my own right and yeah. I deserve to be seen as such. So here's my album. Take that ghost face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Rizza. Like, <laughs> I don't mean that. And don't, don't please don't ever death, disrespect the Method Man in front of no. me because I, I feel really strongly about Method Man. He's a good man. I'm so white. God damn it! I'm so fucking white. Jesus. But yeah, I just I really like the kind of statement of intent aspect mm. of him sampling Wu Tang right the way through. And like, don't get me wrong, like Rizza produced a lot mm. of this album. Method was on a couple of songs. I think Reza was on a song as well. Like I think mm. they both did Rawhide, the, the Rawhide cover that he did. Mm. But to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to sample Wu-Tang and then say, fuck Wu-Tang. Aye. I'm not only Wu-Tang. You don't only know me as ODB from Wu-Tang. Aye. I think it's a massive statement of intent, especially when this was like fresh off the back of the 36 Chambers Aye. as well. Yeah, this was before the follow-up, uh, Yes, it? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. It's in between. Yes. Was he still around for the follow-up? I think the first one, and then I think... He died, didn't he? Yeah, he died. He was, like, 34 when he died. He was really, really young. Mm. But he had, like, 47 children. Yeah. Because he was a very old guy. Aye. That's another thing as well. So, the whole... Have you ever seen the video from MTV of him going to get his his food stamps in the limousine? No. Yeah, like, there's a really, really famous video. And so, ODB was still... He gamed the system because fuck the system. Mm. And... There's a, like a really really famous video that MTV like sent a film crew to follow him all day, mm-hmm. and he gets in the limousine with all like thirteen of his kids, mm-hmm. and he's like decked out in his fineries, like his uh-huh. absolute fineries, and he's going to get his food stamps. So the cover of this album is his food stamp card. Oh, nice. So is it like yeah, reference? Yeah, yeah, that. exactly. I think it's great. I think it's really, really great. Mm. I love Return of the Thirty Six. So, what is it exactly sampled in that? Because I don't so the, know. The sample, the sample is "Raw" by Big Daddy Kane. But what in the song is sampled? The the beat in the back. The beat in the back. Yeah, the yeah. beat in the back. Yeah, that's that's all raw. Mm. Yeah, and that's what the reference some... to because "Raw" what, "Raw's what you lack." Yeah, is "Raw" by Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, in the background there. No, I was just checking because sometimes you know you get multiple kind of samples and yeah, songs. Yeah, of course, sure it's, it's mostly the just the beat, or... but there's also the interpolation of the 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 Wu Tang lyrics. Aye. Shame on you when you step through to Aye. the old dirt bastard Brooklyn Zoo. Zoo. Yeah, yeah, all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's the references to protect your neck, etc. Mm. So it's more that choice is more based on interpolation, but. It's a great Big Daddy Kane sample at the back as well. You can feel RZA in this album, despite yeah. the fact that he only had a couple of hands in it, kind mm. of thing. But with the kind of classic hip hop samples that he chooses, yeah, yeah, it's you know, RZA is a hell of a fucking producer. Oh, he's a, he's an astonishing producer, astonishingly good. Yeah, mm. self taught as well, which is just phenomenal, mm. like incredible. And he's such a wealth of knowledge about music. Mm. There was always going to be something from Wu-Tang on here or oh, some yeah. or someone associated with Wu-Tang because you can't not mention fucking 36 Chambers oh, with yeah. all the fucking, you know, Kung Fu, like... Oh, God. I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style. <laughs> yeah. Did you taste my Wu-Tang sword? <laughs> like... Do you think your Wu-Tang sword can defeat me? Yeah. Like, it's such a cool and, thing. Yeah, and cream as well. And can yeah. it all be so simple? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's all, like, the album's full of fucking amazing sample choices. Oh, for sure, yeah. like, absolutely perfect ones. But it's the movie ones that really set it apart. Yeah, for sure. I really wanted to pick Gravel Pit as well, Mm. because at the end it's got this incredible sample from a black exploitation movie, and it's like, Yaku, 
maker and creator of the devil, Swine Merchant. Mm. Your time is at hand. Fuck with me and your time will be now. And it's really, really right. cool. Like, it's just really awesome. Right. But it didn't fit the brief. Didn't fit the brief. <laughs> it needs to be in the song, I think, rather than an intro or an outro. Yeah, but it's cool. It's a really yeah. cool sample from, yeah. like, a black exploitation movie, I believe. Nice. So next up this week, it's me. And I've chosen a bit of a basic bitch one, but Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. So that was Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. So how do you say D-Groovy? D-Gorgeous! <laughs> how do you say D-Light, 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 D-Light? That song is an absolute fucking banger. It's so banger. good, I love that song. I say basic bitch pick though, because no, it no, it's no, well no, known, no. but like, it's a song completely constructed through samples. Oh yeah, for sure. So the bass line is directly ripped from Bringing the Birds by Herbie Hancock. The drums are from Get Up by Vernon Birch. Mm-hmm. It's these, one of these early 90s tracks that is const- like, I think the birth of music completely constructed by samples mm-hmm. didn't really kick in until the late 80s, yeah, early yeah. 90s. And this is one of the prime kind of biggest success stories sure, of yeah. that era. Because D-Light never had another hit. No. Let's be honest. And it was it was kind of like a magic melding pot of like everyone they got. I mean, getting Bootsy Collins yeah. from Parliament Funkadelic to do backing vocals and Q-Tip from fucking A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Like, honestly, we would have picked A Tribe Called Quest track as well. Yeah. This is kind of like my nod to <laughs> Tribe as well. But they didn't quite make it. But the, I just think it's such a good sample, that bass line, to put For like sure. a hip-hop beat under it and really work but it. But still keep it as a kind of a very oh, so dance track. track. As well. Yeah, it, yeah, it For is. sure. But then that hip-hop line makes it modern. For sure, yeah. And it is just so good. It's a great song. It's my uh, it's my pick on SingStar. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Love a wee bit. Groove is in the heart on SingStar. I would love to be able to peel off uh, tips rap, but no. Nah, too I don't do that. Too late for I that. just like, put the microphone down and be like... Respect the man. <laughs> it's not, this is not my time to shine. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a, it's a, really, it's a really good song. It's a kind of... It's a song that is sampled in other places as well. Like, yeah. Again, Tyler the Creator sampled Samples. that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's not, it's not the original songs that are being sampled. It's no, Groove is in the Heart. heart. It gets it. sampled, you know. Apart from in that Tyler the Creator one I just Where, yeah. mentioned, which does <laughs> use the original sample. Yeah. I do know what I'm talking about. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a great song. It's it's. It's got a really nice feeling to it as well. It's got all the makings of a fucking smash hit. That's because it's a re- fucking smash hit, a reason. yeah. I can't believe I got that for 250 Did you buy that record? I bought, I have a, a seven-inch single oh, nice. of that, and I got it from Mixed Up Records in Glasgow, and it, I think it was £2. Right, right. Maybe 250 Yeah, I just remember the time you bought Just Friend by Buzz Markey. For a fucking pound. They got, like, fucking <laughs> robbed on that. A 12-inch single of that, by the way. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's a good one. But... Do you know the story? This is our topic. Tell me. Between Delight and Sega. Oh my god, yes I do. Yes I do, but tell it because the people might not. So, as you know, we're heavy into our visual dreams. Tragically. Tragically, yes. For our our sins. For our continued sins. Back in the early 90s, Delight were approached by Sega, who wanted to make a rhythm game. Mm -hmm. Because Sega were trying to keep up on the cutting edge of music at the time. So they actually had Michael Jackson kind of off the record make music for Sonic 3 yeah. so a lot of, that's why a lot of Sonic 3 mu- like Sonic 3 can't get ported anywhere right now because the music's in copyright hell yeah. so they can't actually put it anywhere um, Michael Jackson's not been dead long enough for it to be okay yeah well 
they were porting it before, just as he died quite a lot as well. God but... damn it, Michael Jackson and Michael <laughs> Jackson's doctor. Let's not get into this. Well, what happened with that is this is this is a side story mm. that Michael Jackson was fully on board to be fully composing mm-hmm. Sonic Three, and then all the child abuse allegations started coming out, and oh, all no. the, the all the basically the dirty shit started coming out about, him, and then say so were like, yeah, we're gonna need you to take a back seat on this. And he's like, yeah, cool, just credit, you know, yeah, yeah. like someone else or. Uh, I think he went under pseudonym under the Jekyll Maxson. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, Sega approached Delight and we're like, "Here, we're making a rhythm action game. We'd love to make you uh, specifically. I can't. Remember. I don't actually know her name. Oh, I can't remember. Would you like me Delight to... herself? Uh, Mrs. Delight. Mrs. Delight. They approached Lady Miss Keir. Okay. And said to her, "Look, we want to make you the center of this rhythm game." And then they went, "No, that's only shite." Mm-hmm. And so Sega made the game Space Channel 5. Yes. With the main character, Ula La, who's similar style to Miss Keir. Michael Jackson, by the way, shows up in that game as a character called Space Michael. Fucking... Who da- of course he does. Who dances in the background. Because it's, yeah, it's a rhythm game about yeah, a, yeah. a fancy reporter reporting on aliens invading the world and dancing. Yeah. It's like, gr- as you do. It's really as, fu- a, as a journalist myself, <laughs> I'm never finished dancing. It's really fun, but like uh, the character is clearly based on Lady Mosquito. Yeah, yeah. But then D-Light tried to sue Sega for it, mm. which spectacularly backfires. Because <laughs> uh, Sega then put a counter suit in mm. for kind of... I, I don't know what they dragged them for, but they dragged them for all of their money. Oh. So Sega, well, yeah, I ended up get, like they're. I think they were making reparations to Sega for quite a long time after right, that. Right, right. Because yeah, right. She might then the character might be similar, but she doesn't own sixties looks. You no, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah, and like so, uh, Sega were trying to pay off that Dreamcast debt as well. So Aye. they were just like, we will sue anyone <laughs> for anything. Probably at that they point, Sega us were the wrong way. We're desperate. Oh yeah. They'll have been like, she's suing us, she's suing us, yes! yes. yes. in the heart! That is an absolute masterwork of yes. creating a song through samples. Yes, it's a, it's a good song. It's a banger, yes. and everybody knows it. For sure. You stick that on, it's going to get people dancing. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, songs composed through samples, let's hit track number three. That's which you. Which is uh, Where It's At by Beck. Alright, so that was a bunch of samples making a Beck song. <laughs> Stapled together. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> According to who sampled, which might as well be sponsoring this fucking episode, <laughs> there are nine different samples in that song, mm. so for me to tell you where everyone starts and ends is nigh on impossible. Question. Yes. Is that organ a sample? I don't believe so. Because that's my favourite bit of the song. Yeah. So, basically, the Dust Brothers and Beck would lay down a kind of drum beat made of samples. Because mm. at the time, it was just him and his guitar and maybe, like, some pianos. <laughs> some people in the back. Yeah. A guy with a washboard. Where it's at. Yeah. And just Beck turning to them and going, that was a good drum break. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's, like, nine samples in that. Mm. Most of the samples make up the drums, but the best samples in the whole song are the samples from Sex for Teens, Where It's At, mm-hmm. hence the name of the song. Yeah. Which are like the, what about those who swing both ways? ACDCs and That's Beautiful, Dad. <laughs> those two samples. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of spoken word ones. Yeah. They're my favourite samples in the whole song. Mm. But Beck's really notorious for making up basically whole albums, which are just 
like a lot of weird spoken word samples and hip hop beats and shit thrown together and mm. maybe some records he found in like a, a, a fucking car boot sale Aye. and twicking them. And Twickenham? I just picked Twickenham. It seems like a really boring place. Is he not place. American? Yeah, he is, but fuck knows. I'm flying over there, mate. Yeah, maybe Twickenham. he went to Twickenham. I don't know. Twickenham bores the shit out of us. If you're from Twickenham, then, you know, speak up. Mm, fuck you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my stance on Twickenham. Okay, sure. Fuck Twickenham. Can we also say fuck Milton Keynes? Yeah, but, like, also, that's got a good venue. Nah, fuck Milton Keynes. I'm sorry. It's just a big roundabout. It's where Green Day's bullet in a Bible Big was roundabout. recorded. Sorry. Don't like places that are mostly roundabout. Anyway, Beck's great. I I like how disinterested he is in that track. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> where it's uh he might he might as well just be like fucking quailed to fuck. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if he was. Mm. I I don't know anything about that. Mm. But like if you listen to Loser and all that, which was on Mellow Gold, which is a different album. I will I will not I disagree with that. I don't think Loser's disinterested. Really? I think Loser has some soul behind it. Sure. I think he's putting effort into not sounding like he's putting It's a effort. slacker vibe. Yeah. I think he's doing that deliberately yeah, yeah. there. I think this one's disinterested. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. No, I no, think no but I don't. I, I, I think it's a slacker vibe too, but I think he's really trying hard to do a slacker vibe. Yeah, yeah. In Loser. Mm-hmm. In this, I think he's just doing it. Sure. Effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Yeah, mm. sure. Okay, now that we've broken it down, I can get behind that. Mm. Yeah, there's some great samples on this album though. So this is from Odalie, which yeah. is the the kind of Beck's big burst out into the world, Very showing literary. everyone his samples. Very illiterate. Yeah, he's got samples in both hands, <laughs> and he's throwing them at the walls. And two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, that was a good drum break. But yeah, no, like Devil's Haircut and High Five is on this album as well. I think it's called. Yeah. Rocking the Cat Skills is the subtitle of that song I believe it's just very funny to me for some reason because I don't know if at that point of his life Beck had ever rocked anywhere <laughs> yeah his mum's like a gallery curator and his dad does folk songs yeah that's rocking that's yeah rockin'. Scientology's rocking oh god I forgot he's a fucking Scientologist yeah we have the same birthday as well oh god Beck and I have the same birthday but what sets me apart is that I'm not a fucking Scientologist you're not a scum no, I'm not. I've not listened to much Beck, if I'm being honest. Right, okay. I've heard the singles. Sure. I tried once to listen to a Beck album. Mm-hmm. I know this is fascinating for the listeners, <laughs> but it was that one that Heart of His Drum was on, and it was just a bit oh, boring. Oh, sure. Okay, it's, I think that might be, yeah, one of his later albums, it's, and it's not very good. No, it was It was just a bit bland, yeah. and I was just like, ah, oh, this isn't This isn't where it's at. Yeah. This isn't uh, Sex Laws. Sex Laws is a fucking banger. This isn't fucking... Debra, I wanna get with you, only you, girl, and your sister. I think her name is Debra. That's a horny song. But, like, this era of Beck mm. has so much soul. Yeah, yeah. Through it, I think his new stuff has just gone straight folk, and that's yeah, why I can't hack I, it. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm not really into his, kind of, his newer stuff. Mm. I think the last album of his that I really liked was The Information. Mm. Was cool because it came with a blank cover and a sticker book. Oh yeah, yeah, and to that, make your own cover. Yeah, yeah, but that also disqualified it from the singles charts. That's so fucking I know, stupid. right? It's really dumb. But yeah, great album. Really, Odily, I mean, is a great album. Mm. Really good. I remember uh, listening to it incessantly on my iPod on a bus trip through Germany. Oh god. Yeah, it was the only thing keeping me sane. People were falling asleep on me. It was like three in the morning. We were driving through like. How'd you say where it's at in German? Sorry. Uh. Was is that? Wo. I don't know. Was is that? Yeah, what is that? Ich habe two turntables and a microphone. Zwei turntables und ein 
Mike, Mike. Mikrofon. So <laughs> <laughs> you were saying? Sorry. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I was like bumbling through some fucking German backwater town at three in the morning, mm. listening to this on my iPod, just being like, "Why just, the fuck am I doing this?" Just waiting for that robot to kick in. Yeah, so I could like. Mm, like drop some like robot moves on the bus and get myself bullied for the rest of school time. <laughs> it's strange. I don't think many people use a vocoder in pop songs. Yeah. And apart uh, from Cher. Cher. Well, love Miss Cher. She uses more auto tune than vocoder. Listen, I'm not a mechanic of songs. So yeah, an vo- engineer of tunes. <laughs> He's just making himself a robot voice. Cher's not like yeah, screaming believe into a, a robot voice. I mean, if you've listened to Believe. No, it's auto Oh, it's auto yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought it was That's because Cher can't hit notes. Don't talk shit about Cher. No, no, no. That. Cher could hit notes. Okay. Not by the time Believe came out. Okay. That's the whole reason that's auto tuned to fuck. I'm going to give you this, but know that I love mm. Cher. I love Cher too. Good, but we should all love Cher. That's auto tuned to fuck. What's the next song? <laughs> next up, Katie, since you're so enthusiastically Always asking. enthusiastic about everything, thanks. Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. <laughs> That was Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. Yes. I've always meant to ask you. Yeah. What's your feelings on Fatboy Slim? He's alright. You're not a big fan? I can go either way. It's the same with the Chemical Brothers. Like, there's songs that I really like, and mm. then there's songs that I'm just like, don't really fucking care. I, maybe because I grew up with them. Like, yeah, I yeah. absolutely fucking love Fatboy Slim. I get that. When I got given a tape, uh, a tape player? A, a tape. Walkman. A Walkman. A tape. No, I'm saying a Walkman. Okay. I got given a Walkman the other year, mm-hmm. and one of the first things is I wanted to buy on it was We've Come a Long Way Baby. Mm-hmm. So You've Come a Long Way Baby by Fatboy Slim, specifically for tracks like this. Mm. Yeah, no, I absolutely adore this song. Yeah. And so there's two prevalent samples in mm-hmm. this. Tell me all about them. One is The Strings, mm-hmm. which is from Ashes, The Rain and I by James Gang. So right. that gives it this absolutely fucking apocalyptic feeling. Mm. There's something very dramatic about those strings. Yeah, it's like the sky falling and yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then the next is from a movie mm-hmm. called Strange Days. It's a Catherine Bigelow film. I've never okay. actually seen it. Okay. But it's from it's a sampled line of dialogue by the actress Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. shouting, "This is your life right here, right now." Right. So putting them together really takes this into like. I think there's something really charming about like an apocalyptic nineties dance number. Mm. Like try like I think that was a whole point of a lot of, you know Taking a dunt and going out and dancing to this like, and feeling like nothing, the world's ending. Nothing else matters. Yeah, what yeah. matters is right here, right now, and I think that encapsulates quite a lot yeah, of yeah. that type of music, but I fucking love it. Mm. It is completely absorbing that yeah, song. Yeah, very much so. And the drums and the bass and everything just worked together to yeah. make an absolute fucking banger. It's the strings that really get me. Yeah. You'll have heard it like 40 fucking million times on different adverts. Like, mm. It'll be a fucking Renault Scenic yeah. new advert and it's the fucking car driving this. I'm just like, how is that right here right now, you bastard? Yeah. The only worse car than that is a Citroën C5. Citroën. What? No, I'm just doing the, oh, right. of the advert. Citroën. Citroën. It's a great song. It's got really, again, it's got a really good vibe to it kind of thing. I find that a lot, like, Another one of these people who is an absolute genius, like production wise mm. and f- for constructing songs as samples, is Big Norman, whatever the fuck. Norman Cook. Norman Cook. I mean, it's Norman, whatever the fuck his name is. But that whole album is constructed from samples. Yeah, yeah, and of it's course. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. 
I mean, you've got Rockefeller Skank mm-hmm. on that album. You've got Weapon of Choice in that album. You've got Fucking in Heaven, which is not a good song, but is I like it. Is the song called Fucking in Heaven, or is it just called In Heaven? It's called Fucking in Heaven. Nice. And the, the whole chorus is just Fat Boy Slim is fucking in heaven. <laughs> Fat Boy Slim is fucking in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> he always knows exactly what he's doing with samples. Yeah, yeah. Like even like more recent stuff like Eat Sleep Rave Repeat, yeah. that whole thing of like that droning story mm. before the fucking shit Calvin Harris remix comes along and completely ruins it. Yeah. Bear with me. The Calvin Harris version of that song is just an immediate club track. It's I find it a bit bland. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything sonically or dynamically. Mm-hmm. It's just loud from the start to finish. Flatboy Slim starts off as this like little like baseline creeps in like you're hearing a club you know like but closer, in the background, closer, in the closer, background. Closer. and then he's just and the boys is rambling like incoherently mm-hmm. and it's like relatively fucking stupid and quite yeah, funny yeah. lyrics and it's you know self-aware and a bit you know and it's leading you know, as it leads you in the story like different elements like the like the drums kicking it's like in um a first big weekend of the summer by yeah. adam strap when he goes and then we went to the artist and the drums start kicking <laughs> <laughs> And like it's that kind of you know moment of just yeah, like yeah. okay so you're telling us a story with the music and yes. it fades in and drops out and the kind of robotic voice of each sleep rave repeat under it is Daft Punk's uh, harder better faster stronger in that kind of way mm. it really carries it well yeah just all of that by Slim music is fucking fantastic yeah even all the way back to the House Martins I love the House Martins the House Martins are fucking great I love the House Martins. And he, his guitar is some of the best part yeah. of that for me. Maybe, uh, maybe I like Fabulous Slim so much because I admire him as a musician. Yeah, like you know, I just like the Beautiful South. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, you're not keen on the mileage. I mean, he's not in the Beautiful South. Huh? So. Uh, Norman Cook's not in the Beautiful. South. No, no, I mean the other guy from uh, House Martin says though. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. the frontman. Yeah. I think that's why I'm not as bad on the beautiful South, but that's I love Fatboy Slim. Yeah, that's completely fine. I like how we split off in different directions from House Martin's fandom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went the Perfect Ten. I just love Perfect Ten. I, I love that song. <laughs> and I went into right here, right now. Yeah. That sample gives me big kind of, for some reason, like Warriors vibes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, Warriors come out to play. play. But yeah. It is that kind of immediate track yeah yeah it's very foreboding it is and yeah. right here right now it just grabs your attention mm. and has it for the entire thing yes anyway enough of ramble okay my next track is one i'm going to have to apologize for several times it's standing in the rain by action bronson with mark ronson and dan Urba from the black keys. for the black keys that guy from the black keys please enjoy Katie, you owe the listeners an apology. I do, because that. that was from the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Ugh. I know. Really... All I can hear is, all I can see is fucking Jared Little going, ha, 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 I know. Ha. Like fucking Tidus from Final Fantasy I know, X. I know, I'm sorry. I really am. But I really like Action Bronson, and I think this is a great song. And I also think it's a really good time to bring up Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson. Now, I hate Mark Ronson. I like Mark Ronson. I like Mark Ronson's work. I don't like Mark Ronson as a person. Let me tell you a story. It's a quick one, so just Mm. sit tight. When I was a little bit younger, a national newspaper sent me to review Tea in the Park, right? Mm -hmm. Got there. My boss phones me. He's like, you can see anything you want, but here's the ones you have to go to. And I had to go to 
Mark Ronson, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, no problem. I don't particularly like Mark Ronson. But I can review Mark Ronson. I'm a good, I'm, you know, I'm a good I'm writer. A I can do what I, I'm a professional. I'm doing my job. I'm fine. I haven't had a single beer. I'm the only sober person at Tea in the Park. It's fine. So off I trot, right? And he opens with Uptown Funk. And then he played Uptown Funk a further three times. Now, here's a delve into the wonderful world of journalism. I gave that two stars. It was bumped up to four to make it look like I'd enjoyed it. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. So I have beef with Mark Ronson because of something an editor did to me. Okay? Anyway, let's move on. Mark Ronson's really good at samples. He's really good at producing music. He's a phenomenal producer. Yeah. Like from Amy Winehouse to Queens of the Stone Age yeah. to... That covers album he did he is, is so amazing. Good. Like he is, he is a bit of an arrogant dick. Don't get me Total wrong. Total twat. And his sister's something else as well. Sam that. Ronson, don't get no. me started. So why did you pick that? What's the sample? Tell me about... The sample is a sample of an R&B track called The Rain, surprisingly enough, by Oren Juice Jones. Mm. He was one of the first R&B singers ever signed to Jeff Jam okay. in the 80s. And it's just a really good pop song, like a good R&B pop song. Aye. But I like the way that Action Bronson... So Action Bronson is so vulgar. He's so vulgar. Mm -hmm. You could say that about quite a lot of rappers. You could, like, but new titties for the wife, new titties for the mistress, fuck it, new titties for everybody. It's Christmas is probably one of the best lines I've heard in some time. I love it. I love the the way it's delivered. It's funny as fuck. It's really funny. And Action Brunson is really funny. And this is one of the very few songs I don't think he raps about taking a woman out for dinner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's a chef. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So, I, yeah, I, I really, really like it. And I like the way that Mark Ronson has, like, coupled the sample of this, like, really, you know, this R&B song about, like, you mm. were holding a man's hand and I'm now devastated mm -hmm. to... Action Bronson being like, sled your panties to say, girl, I'm a fuck you now. Yeah. I like then, the vulgarity of it. I like the... And then the boy for the Black, Black Keys. Keys is just kind of the ha, 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 In the background. Yeah. Sorry, editing Jamie. I mean, he sings the chorus as well. I don't think he does. He does. Does he? Yes, he's doing that right. as well. He's doubling the line. Oh, the is he? Oh, chorus. thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I can hear it. I can hear him. Thanks for having ears, babe. That's all right. You're welcome. I dug it as a track. It's a shame it's on the Suicide Squad. It really soundtrack. is. It really is a shame that it's on there. There's a bunch of stuff that's on that soundtrack that's very bad. Yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah. Just like that movie, laughably terrible. Yeah. Why did Will Smith ever agree to that? Because he's a Scientologist again and yes. money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Money. Scientologists needed new schools, <laughs> and Will Smith had to put down some checks. They need to indoctrinate and intimidate more people. Yes. Fuck Scientologists. Fuck Let's take a hard stand on that. Oh, we, we don't need to take a hard stance. We're already there. We've been hard stancing for a wee while on this. I think it's a cool song. I think it's really good. I really like Action Bronson mm -hmm. as a rapper. I really like, yeah, I like him a lot. And I like that song. And I was very surprised when I first heard it was from the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. It's barely noticeable that the boy from the Black Keys yeah, is Yeah, yeah, which is good yeah. for me. I, I quite like the Black Keys, but like, or some of their stuff, I think he's a dick. yeah. But, no, I think he's kind of forgettable in that. Yeah, totally. Right, time for something better. Oh! In every way. Oh! We've got Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Okay, Jamie. So why did you pick that? Why did I pick that? Because it's a fucking banger. <laughs> the whole song... Apart from, obviously, the rapping. 
big white energy coming the from rapping. this podcast today. Really big <laughs> white fucking energy. It's a sample of Juicy Fruit mm-hmm. by Ntume. Okay. Which is a fucking dynamite pop song. Right, okay. It really is. It's really soulful. That bass line mm-hmm. is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I think Juicy is a song. Like the, rap and, yeah. the raps in Juicy are fantastic and we'll talk about them in a minute. But without the hook... Mm-hmm. And without the bass and the like, kind of beat building up to it, uh-huh. you'd be fucked. The song itself sounds nostalgic. Sure. At a time when Sa- Biggie Small sampled it, it was nostalgic because mm-hmm. it's a song from like ten years prior. Sure, sure. And it's it's playing with that kind of thing, and I think that's why it's got the crackle over like the keyboard and like the whole. Make it sound like an old record yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Because it's talking about obviously he's talking about his upbringing, sure, and you know how he went from negative to positive, mm-hmm. and if you don't know now, you know. Yeah. I, I am now aware, yes. And of course, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Yeah. I, no, it's, I absolutely love Biggie. I yeah. mean, like, he has some problematic lyrics, don't get me wrong, but it's 90s I rap. I think most rappers yeah. do. But it's from that year, again, that we're talking about with ODB, mm. where samples were some of the most important yeah, things yeah, in a hip-hop track. Yeah. Like, without it, you were fucked. Mm. What do you think of that song, Katie? I, yeah, I like it just fine. I... I <sighs> I'm really bad. Like I've never actually properly sat down and listened to Biggie, mm. which is terrible as somebody who really likes hip hop music and rap and mm. yeah. So I I don't really you you specifically like East Coast hip hop as well. I so do, I think you yeah. would like Biggie. Yeah. So I I probably would. I probably would. I just because I'm I'm East. I prefer East Coast hip hop to mm. West Coast hip hop as well. I'm not a big. Tupac fan. Nah. I'm not into Dre. I like NWA. Even though I'm not big on NWA. I I like them, but I'm you know for what they are. I never got Snoop Dogg. I I like it depends. I have to be in the mood for Snoop Dogg, but I don't smoke enough weed to get Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I I think he's great. I really like his Just Eat advert. Mm. But yeah, I've never really got Snoop Dogg. I like him. But I, I think East Coast hip hop has a grittier vibe to sure, it. Sure, yeah. Know I mean, it feels a bit more grounded. Yeah. Especially New York mm. hip hop. Fucking hell, New York had some amazing bands oh, going for sure. at that point in time. I mean, Biggie, mm-hmm. fucking Tricot Quest, yep. Wu Tang, yep. Fuji's. Yep. Fucking so much going on. There. Yeah, totally. I just think that song is fantastic. It's really good, yeah. And it's really, it is very nostalgic. It is, it's got a really nostalgic 90s vibe. It's nice to hear something that was done in the 90s that is nostalgic rather than something that is nostalgic for the 90s, 90s which seems to be a big thing right now. That's it, yeah. I mean, like, I guess there was, like, a whole bunch of nostalgia in the 90s for different years mm. as well. I mean, like, you can accuse Radiohead of that with, uh, I wish it was the 60s, mm. I wish we could be happy, I wish, I wish that something could happen. Yeah. In uh, the bends. Yeah. And this is clearly for, like, the late... 70s early 80s you know hip-hop has quite a lot of that i would Mm. say i really like that year of hip-hop i think that is probably my favorite era and it's not nostalgia i came to this quite well not recently but like no last 10 years you were barely there in the 90s uh well i was i was born in 94 and the earliest i can remember is 96 Mm. so it was more kind of mid to late 90s i can i can remember so this isn't something that you know nostalgia for me Mm. it's it's just damn good music yeah totally and yeah, it does. It does have a nostalgic feel, and it's nice to hear him rap, not be rapping about killing people. Yes, I mean he still says, "I used to pack gats and stuff," because you know. I mean, you know, if you had to pack a gat, you had to pack a gat. It is what it is. Which he's notorious for yeah. fucking gats. But it's nice to hear Biggie Small sing about some something positive. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm fucking critiquing Biggie on his fucking lyrics. Yeah. 
but it's like it's, it's nice to not hear violence against women yeah yeah of or course. robbery yeah or you know like the fucking machismo yeah it's nice to hear something out with the tropes you expect it still has like the whole like i grew up really rough this mm. is how i grew up this is you know this is where i am this is why i'm real kind of thing to it but it's yeah it's nicer not to be violent as fuck yeah i get that then yeah. again if your life is violence if that's all you then know then you write what you know exactly it's true, it's true. I would recommend this album if you okay, haven't. Okay, I'll have a listen, it. yeah. It's really, really good. Sure. It's Ready to Die. Hmm, this okay. is on. I really like what this an album. awful name, considering what happened to him. Oh, I'm not sure if this was released posthumously or not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oops. It might have been in that time period where things were being threatened and said sure, as well. Sure, sure. And I think that was maybe a response to... Right, okay. Come at me. Yeah, fair but enough. I'm, I'm not. I'm not up in the history on this, so... No, I no, it's just you. assumption. Sure. Yeah. Right, last <laughs> up this week, Katie. <laughs> You're gonna you, hate anyway. me. You're gonna fucking hate me. Okay, this is "The Devil Does Drugs" by My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. <laughs> That was Ed Boon's band, My Life of a Thrill Kill Cult, with the song The Devil Does Drugs. It was. They're a great band. They're such a cool band. So you've chosen to, as your last pick. Industrial dance, yes. Industrial dance music. Hell yes, I have. I could hear Rob Zombie going, yeah, over yep, the top of absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yep, love it. 4,000 samples in that song. 4,000 samples. As well, yeah. I, I picked out a Sympathy for the Devil. Yes. But I think that's about the only one I made yes. out. Yes, so, okay. Clearly. So the, the samples were Sympathy for the Devil. The And this is what the devil does bit comes from the movie Alucarda. A Dracula. <laughs> is that movie about a Dracula? Kinda, yeah. The, yeah, there's a bit from Lillian's breakdown from I'll Cry Tomorrow. And the bit where she's like... They think I'm not on drugs, but I'm I'm on drugs all the time. That bit that came from like a WNEW radio uh, public affairs broadcast Sick. of just this girl being like, I'm on drugs all the time, and nobody knows that I'm on drugs all the time. They don't know that I'm on drugs, but I'm on drugs. Yeah, basically, it's it's a fucking uh, the thrill call cult are great. They're I, really good. I had no idea about them. Yeah. I had no idea what genre it was yeah. until we started listening to it. But then that synth bass started going bugger, bugger, bugger. I was like, oh, it's industrial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's industrial. I love industrial. <laughs> industrial is one of my favourite genres. It does give me big vibes of something that would be on in fucking Blade. Was yeah. it, is it in a Blade movie? Oh my God. So funny you mentioned that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I think it might actually be Blade, but there's a vampire movie where a Thrill Kill Cult are the band playing. It's like uh, it could be Blade, um, maybe Blade Two. I'm gonna check actually. I will keep talking in this Thanks. meantime. It gives me big uh, white zombie vibes, obviously as well. Yeah. But then I'm just comparing it to other industrial artists. Yeah, totally. But there's something about them using samples from B movies that specifically kind of white zombie Rob Zombie mm. kind of style. Yeah. Like Living Dead Girl or like I'm trying to think of another one. Demonoid phenomenon. That's the only way I can say that song's title. Totally. Yeah, so it wasn't Blade, it was The Crow. Oh, are they in The Crow? They're the band in The Crow. When, you know, when they go into the, you know, the yes. nightclub scene in The Crow. Yeah, so they that's are. That's the Thrill so Kill Cult. Yeah, and there's a Thrill Kill Cult song in The Crow. Hmm. We only yeah. just watched that recently. We did. I'd never seen it before. We did. Um, yeah, so that's, that's Thrill Kill Cult. It can't rain the all the time. It can. <laughs> we live in Scotland. <laughs> no, come to Scotland, yeah. Brandon Lee. He can't because he's fucking dead. Sorry, man.
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing bullshit ASMR about <laughs> Brown and Lee being dead. Anyway, yeah, there's so many samples in that song. There's so many samples in every Thrill Kill Cult song. Mm. It's all just... It's a lot of dialogue as well. It's not mm. samples of other songs. It's, it's like, instead of ha- having lyrics, they'll sample, like, you know, movies and B-movies, radio broadcasts, like, mm. st- stuff like that. And I think that's really, really cool. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, like I'm saying, it's very Rob Zombie, very, White zombie yeah, yeah. I think they're a bit the same era. Yeah. You... Oh, Thrill Kill Color are 80s. Are they? Yeah, I think yeah. White Zombie are too. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. I like that song. Yeah, it's a good it's song. Not, it's not one I would sit and listen to and not do anything else. It's not like a song that's yeah. fully got my attention, Go if on, I'm yeah. being honest. It's Same way you feel about Kraftwerk. Yes, yeah. it's background music to me. And I'll enjoy writing over it. Yeah. Or, you know, don't know, building something or I cooking. do listen to uh, Thrill Kill Cult quite a lot when I'm doing other things. Yeah. They have songs with lyrics, though. <laughs> yeah. It gives me, like, obviously, CC Sputnik vibes. Mm. It gives me, you know, with that way, or it's, yeah. it's all samples and sure. no lyrix. We could have chose CC Sputnik for this episode, but we've already picked it. Already picked it. Also, for some reason, the way it's produced mm. really reminds me of Girl, You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just that's... in the recording and the way okay. the kind of way the instruments sound. Sure, yeah. I don't know why I have that connection in my head. Fair enough. It's, it doesn't sound like written instrumentally mm. like it, but I think it sounds produced instrumentally sure, yeah. a lot like Girl, You Know It's True. Anyway, that's my ramble. Yeah. Okay. We're, I'm closing this out this week, and I've chosen the best song of the day with the most sublimely put together samples they're not awkward at all no it's mope by the bloodhound gang oh boy thank you that was a glorious mess it was a stunning disaster a bit like all of Bloodhound Gang's music. A bit like us. Maybe that's why I like them so much. Maybe. I've always enjoyed Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Evil Jared Hasselhoff. Love him. And Jimmy Pop Ali. Love that's, them. That's the only two names I can remember yeah, from that Yeah, no, band. I don't remember any other names, but I know I love them. I love that song mm-hmm. so very fucking much. It's great. It's very silly. Yes. Obviously, I like all their music. Of course. The lyricism's on point, as of ever. Personal favourites. Luciano Pavarotti on a treadmill. Not going nowhere. Slim chance he will. Just Stunning. I one. recycle. I sniff my own farts. I dialed the wrong number. I hope the conversation starts. <laughs> so that's built on top of a sample of Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Obviously at the start, in the kind of intro piss take, mm. I don't know, hype to the track, they reference Falco and then immediately sample Rock Me Amadeus. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, there's Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There's so many samples in this track. And then for the chorus, mm-hmm. before it does the full sample of Frankie Goes to mm-hmm. Hollywood, it goes into For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Stunning. A weird combination of Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Metallica. Probably the polar opposites at the time of when they came out. Very much know. so, but also very representative of my musical taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good like fusion. Yeah. And then there's Holy more. Holy macaroni. Yeah, it ends on that, but I think there's one more sample before that. The Pac-Man yeah. Oh, of course. Of course, Pac-Man's on crack, yeah. baby. The one bit of the song that I find a little bit unlistenable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bit cringy now. Just a bit. A little, just a tiny wee bit. And then ends with my favourite sample from The Simpsons with Homer going holy macaroni over that fucking banging bass. So good. It is a bizarre beast of a song. It really is. It is a Frankenstein, this monster. 
a Frankie goes to Hollywood and stays his monster. monster. Oh, oh. <laughs> I hate myself and I want to die. But it, it works. Yeah, it does. It does yeah. There's, there's a good hook in that. Yeah, there is. I mean, it's reliant on relax, but oh, absolutely. But I think it is a fun song, nevertheless. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a really fun song. Yeah. It's silly. It's just goofy. It's just a big goofy mess. But there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Send a letter in the mail in Braille to Johnny Quest. Send me back. My head's a mess. <laughs> it's it's just classic Bloodhound Gang yeah. being stupid as fuck. And then, oh shit, here's Pac-Man. <laughs> Wanna free base? <laughs> no Pac-Man. Oh, we're just repeating We're just repeating now. this all. I mean, it is, it's just silly. It I, is. I used to, I listened to Bloodhound Gang quite a lot as a teenager. Mm. And one time I had the song, I, I was doing an exam, I think it was a standard grade, I had the song mm-hmm. random in my head, I couldn't get it out. Turns out my iPod had been playing full volume in my pocket through headphones, oh. o- only loud enough so I could hear it, I think, or somebody like next to me right. could hear Mope by the Bloodhound Gang on a loop oh, no. for a 90 minute exam. I was just like, why is this stuck in my head? I was like, and here it's because it's coming from your pocket. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting, fucking, the Pac-Man theme kicks in halfway yeah. through that, and I'm like, why is this whole song stuck in my head? Evil Jared Hasselhoff would have been very proud of you. I know. I, I don't even remember what the exam was. A standard grade, so it literally doesn't matter. No, and it was one of the ones that can't have been too writing based because I was in the hall with everybody else. Oh, yeah. Because I get to type in exams. You're dysgraphic. I don't have to sit with you shit munchers <laughs> fucking handwriting exams. I got to Ouch. type. Ouch. So it must have been one that was like maths or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember finding out and going, shit. Yeah. That'll be why I could fucking hear it. I think I discovered it midway through the exam and I had to slyly fucking like, yeah, like, like, turn slyly my iPod off. off. I think it was an iPod Nano as well, so it was a very early high school. Just kind of ramming your pocket, kind just of like, like rip the headphones out because it, it doesn't have speakers yeah, built yeah, in. Yeah. Like, those were good times back when you had iPods. Yep, love mind, that. Mind those days. Thank you for the days. I love Bloodhound Gang. We'll probably talk about it again if we ever do a list about lyricism because probably. their lyrics are set me off for some reason. Yeah. There are a few specific instances which I will talk about if we ever get into that we'll save it for the later podcast speaking of which that's all for this week wonderful next time our theme is how is that a b-side so songs that you know are good or were hits that weren't included on albums so let us know your picks for that on twitter let us know your dynamite samples on youtube and i hope you all have a lovely week stay safe wash your hands tell your mum you love her goodbye and if you have a cough isolate Thank you.